to changing variables slash burning variables. Today, we will talk about something we all desire, stability on the mountain of life. I love word pictures, and often when I pray, I use them to express my thoughts and things I believe God has revealed to me. As an introduction, I will say that it seems most people spend their lives trying to find and hold on to something that will give them access to the things they want and be a consistent and reliable resource. Unfortunately, this has escaped many, and in this economic downturn, the challenge seems to have been exacerbated. As life would have it, we all were at sundry points on the mountain when it hit. Some had found footing and were in the process of climbing. Others were at the base looking to graduate and find their own paths. Still others were at the summit, approaching it or settling at different points on the mountain when the landslide hit. The speed of descent, if there was one, and the places landed are as varied as the people themselves. However, the first and biggest question after was more than likely, what now? For me, the answer to that question was and is answered from one place in the human heart. That place holds the ultimate guide to how we will respond to calamity and forced change. It is the place where who you are and what you expect from yourself hold the position of the wizard behind the curtain of action. If you are a fighter, you will fight. If you are a victim, you will play that card and wait for others to console and help you. If you are a believer, hopefully you will turn to the one person that never changes. This points to the word picture that was given me. The prayer went something like, God, I thank you that in a world that is constantly changing, you do not. At this point, I saw a sandstorm with a sword's blade stuck down in the sand, and I continued. Everything in life changes. Our bodies change. People are born and die. Businesses open and close. Economies and even the earth itself changes. But I thank you that you are the sword stuck in the sands of time that we can hold on to. Somewhere in this prayer, I realized that the stability I had been seeking was not the stability I needed. I had spent decades not realizing that if I found stability in my heart, I could handle the instability of what came into and left my hand. This only comes through knowledge of knowing who I am and whose I am. As I have been bought for a price, my possession by God through Christ gives me guarantees. 1. That I will never go through anything alone. Isaiah 46.4 NIV and New Living Translation. This was spoken to Israel, the tree into which we as Gentiles have been grafted. New International Version. Even to your old age and gray hairs, I am he. I am he who will sustain you. I have made you and I will carry you. I will sustain you and rescue you. New Living Translation. I will be your God throughout your lifetime until your hair is white with age. I made you and I will care for you. I will carry you along and save you. Number two, I will make it through. For many, it has not been so much how will I survive, but how could he let this happen? The disappointing truth is that God never promised that things would always go our way or that we would never have trouble. 
In fact, he pointedly said in Psalms 34:19, The righteous person may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from them all. NIV. Number three, he will provide. Luke 12:27 through 31. Consider how the wildflowers grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. And if that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, how much more will he clothe you? You have little faith. And do not set your heart on what you will eat or drink. Do not worry about it. For the pagan world runs after such things. And your father knows that you need them. But seek his kingdom, and these things will be given to you as well. This does not mean that you or I will eat like kings, or even at the level of plenty we have grown accustomed to. It does mean that he will provide, provided that we seek him. Last but certainly not least, there are some of us who are summit living, and did not experience a change of fortune, at least not in a negative or super negative way. To the fortunate, I include the following as a reminder. Luke 12, Aramaic Bible Translation. A man from that crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. But Yeshua said to him, Man, who has set me as a judge and a divider over you? And he said to his disciples, Beware of all greed, because life is not in the abundance of riches. And he told a parable to them. A certain rich man's land brought him many crops, and he thought to himself and said, What shall I do, for there is no place for me to gather my crops? And he said, I shall do this. I shall pull down my barns, and I shall build and enlarge them, and I shall gather all my produce and my goods. And I shall say to my soul, My soul, you have many goods laid up for many years. Be contented. Eat, drink, and be merry. Then God said to him, Fool! In this night your soul will be required from you. And whose will these things be which you have prepared? Thus is whoever lays down a treasure for himself and is not rich in God. After this section, he goes on to tell his disciples to sell what they have and give it to charity. 33. Sell your possessions and give to charity. Make for yourselves pouches that do not wear out and treasure that is not diminished in heaven, where a thief does not come in and a moth does not devour. For wherever your treasure is, there shall your heart be also. I'm not saying that if you have possessions, you should do this. Remember, God gives us the power to become rich. Deuteronomy 8.20 But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant which he sware unto thy fathers, as it is this day. And it shall be, if thou do at all forget the Lord thy God and walk after other gods and serve them and worship them, I testify against you this day that ye shall perish as the nations which the Lord destroyeth before your face. So shall ye perish because ye would not be obedient to the voice of the Lord thy God. But you should make sure that you make sure to store treasure in heaven through giving as God leads you. And I would like to emphasize that last point as God leads you. There are too many people who want to tell you what to do with your money. Only you and God should make that decision. No one, no matter how much they have, is called to do everything. Ask God what you are assigned to and play your position. 
As the body of Christ, the idea is that we all have a part to play. And if we play our position, everything should be covered. God doesn't have a problem with money. He just doesn't want the money to have you or his place in your heart. No matter where you are on the monetary mountain of life, you need an anchor. Life stops for no one and change isn't necessarily handled better at the top. In summary, trouble comes to us all and it's better to have a stability born of God, a relationship that will hold in good times and bad, than one born of unstable origins. This is the end of today's podcast. Thank you for joining us here at Changing Variables. And remember, whatever you do, make it count.